0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, April 17th, 2018. I'm Caleb Brown. When Donald Trump floated the idea of extreme vetting for would-be migrants, he left out the fact the United States largely already engages in these practices, and it's getting worse. Cato's David Beer, in his new paper, Extreme Vetting of Immigrants, Estimating Terrorism Vetting Failures, he discusses what works and what doesn't in keeping potential threats out of the United States. We spoke yesterday. When Donald Trump on the campaign trail initially used this term, extreme vetting, what did he mean by that?
1: I don't think he knew what he meant, but uh, certainly part of it was always this idea that we're going to ban certain nationalities uh, that we deem more threatening to the country. And um, beyond that, just uh, really getting into people's ideological beliefs and uh, you know, reviewing their social media in order to identify whether they're reading the radical Islamist newsletter or whatever he thinks that they're doing. And that is going to be able to tell us uh, whether uh, if they're issued a visa, they're going to come here and and uh, commit crimes and and terrorism in the United States.
0: So what does regular vetting when it comes to people coming to the United States, what does that look like? Well, it it,
1: it depends a little bit on how you come to the United States. But if you're an immigrant, uh, you're sponsored usually by a family member, um, but also by employers. And that connection is pretty thoroughly investigated. Uh, You have to prove... Uh, Your connection to that person, that person's records are also reviewed. Uh, They probably have an extensive uh, history with government agencies and people in the United States. Um, All of that stuff is then fed through uh, a very complicated um, vetting process that uh, involves intelligence agencies as well as the Department of Homeland Security uh, in order to identify anything that might be a red flag and uh, anything that uh, could you know, uh, give rise to a belief that you might commit terrorism or otherwise be a, a public safety threat. Uh, When you get here,
0: Uh, this is from CNN in late March. It says the Trump administration plans to require immigrants applying to come to the United States to submit five years of social media history. They announced Thursday setting up a potential scouring of their Twitter and Facebook histories. Is there any evidence that that is a successful strategy in terms of discovering people who would come to (laughs) the United States and do us harm?
1: Yeah. So this really is where you get into uh, the numbers in terms of how how much how much improvement can we possibly have uh, in terms of immigration vetting, and so you know comparing the pre nine eleven period, uh, the fifteen years leading up to those attacks uh, to the period um, after the attacks, um, there were sixty five uh, vetting failures that we identified. Uh, That I identified that uh, we're talking about people who were already radicalized before they applied uh, to come to the United States for the first time or likely uh, were uh, radicalized uh, before they arrived and then went on to commit some kind of terrorist act or or support of terrorist groups abroad uh, once they got here. In the United States. And and of those 65 failures over the last uh, 30 years, um, fully 80% of those happened before 9-11. And after 9-11, we had this just incredible billions of dollars being invested into vetting and intelligence and surveillance and all of this uh, in order to prevent what we saw on 9-11, which really was a catastrophic Uh, Example of vetting failure had 19 individuals who planned attacks abroad. They came to the United States. They executed their plan. Uh, Really, immigration agencies had no, um, uh, really, no uh, tools or even really training uh, to prevent that type of attack before 9/11. And after 9/11, that all changed. Huge amount of emphasis on on preventing a repeat Uh, that has proved uh, very successful. Uh, Before 9-11, of the 52 uh, vetting failures, 29 of those individuals went on to uh, commit uh, an attack in the United States that killed at least one person. After 9-11, only one uh, individual uh, made it through our vetting system and then uh, committed an attack um uh you know, a person who was already radicalized, who went through that vetting system, was able to thwart it and then commit an attack in the United States, and that was a Pakistani woman who married a US citizen. Uh basically she had um um you know it was a bona fide marriage. It was a real <laughs> they they were really in love. And uh we we just uh did not have any evidence at the time that she was Uh, radicalized and that she intended to commit a terrorist attack when she got here. No, uh, social media uh, would not have prevented that attack or any of the other attacks or attempted attacks uh, after 9-11. If you look at the media coverage around that, there was a lot of emphasis about uh, social media, but she exchanged some private messages. Uh, with individuals. And that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about reviewing people's public Facebook pages, Twitter feeds. She never made any public declarations in favor of ISIS until after uh, she had already started her attack with her husband uh, here. So uh, this is just theater. It's going to be very expensive. It's going to cost visa applicants in the government uh, many uh, millions or even billions of dollars in the aggregate uh, to uh, you know run through all of the uh, uh, um, you know social media posts and Twitter feeds and try to figure out what people mean um, you know are people being sarcastic or not uh, you know is is the fact that in college people are running around with anarchist flags Does that mean they're actual anarchists and might come and try to uh, kill people in the United States. Uh, there's a lot of really nebulous stuff that's hard to interpret on social media. And it's very likely you're going to have a lot of people being denied visas who are, you know, not uh, threats to the United States in any form or fashion.
0: Now, uh, a few months ago, I spoke with Rachel Levinson Waldman and Alvaro Bedoya, who call this uh, a digital Muslim ban. And the, the idea is, uh, at least from their perspective, is like you have a uh, an executive order that was is eventually withdrawn, and yet you see a regulatory apparatus begin to pop up to actually apply the substance of that ban.:
1: Yeah, so I imagine that uh, Muslims are going to receive more scrutiny as a result of this um, process than any other group. Uh, It's certainly been a priority of the administration and, um, you know, a priority of the president uh, to specifically focus their energies on Islamic terrorism, particularly foreign Islamic terrorism. And if we look at just the numbers, the sheer numbers in terms of the deaths caused by terrorism since 9-11 – uh, more than 90% were not associated with a vetting failure. Um, so you're looking at less than 10% of the problem, even by focusing on that. Again, that was that one attack uh, by uh, uh, Tashveen Malik, the Pakistani woman in San Bernardino, California. Um, but that, you know, you're essentially prioritizing that less than 10% of the problem over the 90%. That's caused by either U.S. born people who accounted for 80 percent of the deaths since 9-11 or another uh, a 9 or 10 percent um, that was caused by uh, foreign born people who came and then they grew up here and they, assimil- they didn't assimilate and uh, uh, ultimately
0: committed an attack later on in their lives. You identify 65 of these failures, And uh, only one of the 13 failures that occurred after 9-11 resulted in a death. So what accounts for that success?
1: Well, I would argue that it is largely a consequence of the vetting system that we put in place after 9-11. And the reason for that is I went through and I looked at the vetting failures that occurred before and after 9-11, and I categorized them based on whether the person's uh, pre-U.S. life had any contacts with terrorist organizations or, uh, you know, expressed uh, terrorist uh, associations or sympathies um, publicly. And it turns out that all of the reduction in uh, vetting failures occurred among people who had prior associations with terrorist organizations or terrorist individuals uh, who are known to law enforcement. And so it makes sense that the vetting system would be most uh, capable of preventing the entry of people who uh, are in the most dangerous category of threats to the United States, that is people who are part of criminal terrorist organizations who have as their mission trying to you know cause uh, havoc in the United States. And so uh, really what we've seen is our uh, intelligence apparatus and our immigration uh, vetting services have become very adept at identifying people who've had associations in the past uh, with groups that are Uh, Terrorist organizations. And so it's not a consequence. Uh, Some of the wrong explanations is it's not a consequence of banning certain nationalities or reducing immigration from the Muslim world. Um, or even reducing immigration from areas where we saw vetting failures before 9-11. So Saudi Arabia had the highest number of vetting failures before 9-11. That's where most of the uh, 9-11 hijackers originated. We had more immigration, um, including temporary visitors from uh, Saudi Arabia after the attacks and the 15 years after the attacks. Um, but we didn't have the same type of outcomes in terms of people then turning into terrorists or committing attacks or even supporting terrorism overseas and so it it shows that it's possible to reduce terrorism and reduce the threat of of foreign born terrorists in the United States without doing uh, this type of, of categorical bans on types of individuals or types of visa categories. Uh, you know, the president talks about chain migrants as if uh, they are somehow uh, more threatening or they're likely to become terrorists in the United States. Uh, that's not borne out by the data. His you know targeting of eight uh, uh, countries around the world only one of them had a vetting failure uh, since nine eleven uh, that was Somalia. The other seven countries that his executive order targeted did not have any vetting failures so his his policy does not accord with the data and the um, really the evidence since 9-11 is that you can protect America without, without uh, these types of discriminatory measures
0: uh, that aren't grounded
1: in any evidence.
0: David Beer is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute and author of the new paper Extreme Vetting of Immigrants Estimating Terrorism Vetting Failures. It's available now at Cato.org.